0: Welcome back, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP, Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, Elliott Shore Parks in the breaking news booth on NBA trade deadline day, Buddy Heal to Sixers, any more to come we will talk about, but we're joined right now in studio by a special guest, Angelo Cataldi, Angelo, well, welcome back, bored. he's this, getting bored, I know, Hugh was, he's, he's he was saying you'd be back, I mean he's been saying this,
1: see I work with Douglas a number of years <laughs> on the morning show and Even there, he often twisted the truth (laughs) like he is doing right now. I am more than delighted to be retired, fellas. I am merely back at the old homestead because I'm doing some spots for a gentleman I met in the book loud, which I'm not. The book tour is over, so I'm not trying to sell that, but it is available on com and Amazon. Uh, But uh, a guy named uh, Dr. Leon Rosenberg came along, and he had heard, he read the book, And I got a whole bunch of emails from people who were dealing with the things I was dealing with during the time I was on the air. And that was uh, clinical depression, anxiety, stuff like that. And uh, he is doing, he does some brilliant work in studying, you know, what's going on and how to help people. And he works with people. He's a psychiatrist. And uh, I'm doing some spots for him. So that's what brought me back to old WIP. And it's great to be back. Well, we're glad to have you. And you said they're twi- Always happy to you. twisting the truth. I mean, Angelo, you taught us to do that. I
0: mean, <laughs> we're just doing what you laid the groundwork. So we're, we're just trying to you know, do what you did. Angelo, there's a lot going on here in Philadelphia sports. We'll get to the Sixer stuff and, and Sirianni being retained with new quarters. But, Angelo, I got to ask you, you're here on a week that Andy Reid is back in Your the Your favorite coach ever. So let me throw this at you. W- where do you lie on, on this premise that if Reed wins this one, and he coaches for I don't know five don't more years. Do that. Don't do that. Coaches favorite, for five coaches five ever. more years with yeah. Patrick Mahomes, wins I don't yeah. know, a couple more. That you know, when this is all said and done, Reed goes down as the greatest coach in pro football history. <laughs> Look at him, I know, already. I see it. Oh,
1: greatest. Co- Don't do that, Julie. I see the First path. Of all, I see it. It seems to me that Pat Mahomes should go down as the greatest coach in, in, in uh, <laughs> NFL history since he won all these. Reed didn't win a damn thing when. But you uh, When, he. when, when Hugh Douglas's buddy Donovan McNabb was here, right? So I guess once he had a guy who knew how to do, who n- knew how to manage the clock without worrying about Reid on the sideline, who knew how to call the right place, how to improv on the biggest moments, then he was okay. Now nah, he is getting way <laughs> too much credit. The only thing that's holding me back but fully hating him is I do like Taylor Swift and I enjoy seeing her up in the box.
0: Oh, so you're you're into this Chiefs thing then? You're, I am. So no, I'm
1: not into oh, the Chiefs thing. But uh, who, Chiefs? who are you rooting for on Sunday? I'm rooting. Come I on! hate the night of the Debo State. Well, that means that you raised for, for Kansas City. What?
0: Kansas City? Reed. Kansas City and Reed.
1: I, I may place a wager, and I'll root on whoever that is. Oh, I'm still okay. looking at the numbers. But let me just say, <laughs> my hatred for Andy Reed has not diminished one iota in the past year. Not one iota. And I still, he ruined my retirement. You understand? I was going to leave the day at a parade where the Eagles won, and they were up ten. And then he won. Damn it.
0: Angelo, do you think there's any chance that he'd be doing this if he stayed here?
1: You know, he could have drafted no. Mahomes here. No. He, he drafted he, him. He was four. Was he four and 12? Four and 12 that there. last year. No, he's done. They the real. He, wherever Mahomes went, Mahomes is going to win these. But what if he Mahomes, drafted him here? He would not. Okay. I don't believe he would have. I don't know. It would have been Nice. We could have all loved Mahomes. I know that would have worked out. It would have been awesome. That would have been great, but it didn't happen. And and now I would just like uh, I would like him to retire, so <laughs> then I can really retire because my hatred for him has never abated.
0: I understand Not one that. Bit. All right, then you'll enjoy this. L- l- this clip came out a couple of days ago. Santé Samuel, who signed here, you know, all those yep. years ago, and was a really good player. He was talking about the Reed and McNabb thing here in Philadelphia. And what struck him when he signed, left the Patriots, came to Philadelphia. Listen to Sante Samuel, because he puts a lot of blame on both Donovan and Reed for how it happened.
2: And they run the play with nobody out there, no defense or no one. And the guy just say he runs a dig, 10 yards and in. Donovan McNabb throws the ball into the dirt and doesn't make it, and doesn't complete the pass. So these things would go on a lot in practice, and no one would say anything. And so now I'm just sick of the dirt passes. It is driving me crazy. So I, to the light alone, go upstairs. Hey, Coach Reed, I got to talk with you, man. I just got a problem out there at practice, Coach When What about when you're out there calling plays and quarterback, he's, he can't complete the ball with no one out there. He's throwing the ball in the dirt. And, I, and Coach Reed looked at me in my eyes and said, Sante, it's your job. It's your job to discipline and reprimand any other players on the team. That's y'all job. Leaders take care of that. I was so confused. I was looking at Andy like, <laughs> so you're not going to say nothing?
0: so your reaction Asante spilling the beans there. The Donovan in practice making mistakes. Andy not correcting him. Uh, he said this last week, did he? Uh, this was
1: Something earlier this way? week or last week you're on a podcast. Yep. Uh, I'm not the program director here. He's got a slot on my <laughs> WIP. Uh, uh, he's on the show. He's on some show. That is a truth teller. That's what you call keeping it real. No, he he kept it real. That's 100 – percent. is that not true, Douglas?
3: I look at it like this because a lot of times – and I understand where Asante's coming from, and and I understand his indictment of Coach Reed, but a lot of times, and we've heard this, especially this year, when you talk about guys police the locker room and losing the locker room and things of that nature, there's only so much the coach can do. And when I look at Asante Samuels in the time that he was here in Philadelphia – there is nothing nobody on this team could have said to Asante Samuels that if, if he put the hammer down that they wouldn't have followed him because he was a Super Bowl champion at right. that point. So I, 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 I understand where Coach Reed is coming from when he says you need to police Donovan. Right, I do understand here's, that.
1: here's the thing I want to understand. I want to apply this to what just happened with the Eagles, all right? Mm-hmm. They had as great a leadership core as a team could ever have. They had Brendan Graham. Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. Mm -hmm. Pillars of the organization for over a decade. And they still fell apart. Should I be blaming those players for the fact that the culture
3: went to hell or should I blame the coach? You know what, Angelo, to your point, I think that because either they did not – well, they allowed the behavior because they didn't say anything. So I think there is some some blame to lay on the players. You know why? Because there was a lot of guys – that use innuendo okay. when they talked about it. Because we heard it in the paper when, when you had these anonymous quotes and everything like that. Like sometimes you have to do things, in my opinion, that are uncomfortable. And I, and I said this to Joe when we started, hearing quest, we started hearing stuff leak out the locker room. I said somebody needs to have an uncomfortable moment and somebody needs to probably get slapped across the lips. So there needs to be a moment where somebody needs to step up and say this is not where we're going. And we need to correct this, and nobody did it. So yeah, to to a certain extent, I do blame the players.
0: Sounds like he's letting Sirianni off the hook, yeah. letting Reed off the hook. There's one more part of this, Kyle. Let's hear the other part of this with Asante Samuel. He basically says if Reed did a better job, Andy, there'd be there'd be another Super Bowl here. Let's listen to it.
2: We win the A win the NFC Championship in Arizona. I can never forget. It was about three plays. The, Deshaun Jackson was. Sh- Wide open, run ran right past everybody. And just like practice, the ball fell short right into the dirt on like three plays that were touchdowns. And we would have won the game easily. All he got to do is hit Deshaun Jackson two out of the three times, maybe one out of the times. And it changes everything. I mean, he was so wide open, man. He would still be running for a touchdown. So Andy Reid would have won more Super Bowls if... We were able to apply more discipline than Donovan Mcnabb. Mm. We were able to 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 hold him accountable more and not treat him like a baby.
3: That
0: hits. That hits in oh, no. the end there. That and, hits. You know, and,
3: and there is some. I, and and I will say this: there is some truth to that. But when you get to a point where, you know, you you've let the inmates run this island for so long, and you bring in, you're trying to bring in somebody that's gonna be a help, hold everybody accountable. Yeah. That's why you bring in a guy like Asante Samuels because he oh. has the rings. He has. He's been somewhere that you're trying to get. So I get that. But, yeah, to your point, oh. Coach kind of let that, yes, that whole thing go. See, even though I'm retired, my brain still thinks, like,
1: let's have a big moment. Yep. Re- here's what you need. And I'm t- I guess uh, uh, that smacked-ass McNabb, he goes on the <laughs> afternoon <laughs> show, right? He does afternoon McNabb does a spot now, with the afternoon you show. you got to book him, and you got to play those cuts for him and listen to him squirm as basically a teammate of his is saying he wasn't a winner. Oh, that is delightful. Saying he cost them a delightful championship. Radio. That's Unbelievable. That is, that's strong. Help somebody get McNabb on the line. I want him to hear this stuff. Can we get that McNabb
0: and Asante at the same time? Uh, now that.
1: It, no, you back door yeah, Right. right. He doesn't sat- know he's on. Yeah. No, and they go, oh, wait a minute, Donovan. Look who just called in, Asante Samuel. I
3: don't know if Asante wants that. Hugh, story. I think you've got to set this one up. Y'all here. haven't seen Donovan lately. Donovan been working out. Donovan Donovan. Yeah, Donovan, yeah Donovan About the time he got Is he <laughs> he in fluffy? shape. Jack's in shape when he was no. here. He's not fluffy. Oh, he's jacked? He's definitely not fluffy.
0: All right, Angelo, yeah. speaking of coaching and leadership, What's your take on uh, how the Eagles have assembled this coaching staff? That They they, wow. they parade Sirianni out there two weeks ago. Yep. They, they tell us the nine-day wait was because there was snow and they got home late from a game, not that they were deciding whether to keep the guy or not. And then they basically tell us he's not in charge of the offense anymore. He's just here. Kellen Moore
1: is now going to be the guy. What do you make all this? I don't know what just here means. He is, uh, <laughs> we, here's what we know. Sirianni has no authority over the offense. In fact, Kellen Moore is picking his own staff. All right. So the head coach has nothing to do with the offense. We already know he's a lousy uh, or, uh, play caller because Sirianni demoted himself from that two years ago, three years ago. All right. So we know he's not doing that. He doesn't do defense. All right. He said his offense, by the way, was stale. So, how, Douglas, how does your offense get stale in three years? with one of the best quarterbacks in the game unless you're basically saying there's no creativity left in your yeah, brain yeah i don't
3: i don't understand that right. because especially when you talk ah. about the uh the bye week right M- normally when you go into the bye week you do a self-evaluation self-scout yourself and you try to make sure that you don't have certain tendencies right. that teams tend to pick up on and it just never seemed like this team evolved at any point once they got to that after they got to that 10 game plateau it never seemed like they evolved at all. They did and not. the biggest issue we had for weeks was the fact that we couldn't pick up a blitz for nothing. Couldn't pick one up. And that's the coaching. All he's right, the so
1: head coach. He's not, so he's no good on offense. He's no good on defense. He's not going to do anything with special teams, right? Oh, well, he'll do a lot of the big decisions in the moment. No, he won't. The Eagles use the analytics, and the head of that department happens to be the son of the owner, uh, uh, Julian Lurie. So he's not going to make that fourth and two. Let me see what Julian's chart says. Okay, we'll go for it here. That guy's a. So it comes down to culture. How did that work out Yeah, this that year? went bad at the end so of the season. So explain to me exactly why he's here. Well, he
0: tried to explain. Angela, have you ever heard a question answered like this? Because I never have. It's not just the question, which in itself is kind of like, wow, this was God. asked. But the answer, he says, I guess. He doesn't even know. Listen, this was when they brought him back and they have the press yeah, conference. This was bad. Basically, what do you do around here? If the
4: offensive coordinator is going to be in charge point. of the offense, and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense. What is your role going to be? The head coach. You know, the what does team. that entail? How
0: how does it
2: change?
4: Yeah, um, I guess what you know would be this very similar to what's going on right now. Um, you know, does that mean I'll sit more into defensive meetings at times? Maybe. Right. Instead of always being in an offensive meeting, maybe I go to a defensive meeting here and there. Um, but my job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the yeah, defense. That, I've not heard, the heard head
1: enough co- here. I've heard enough. Oh
3: my he God. said, I May- guess he maybe. doesn't
1: even know. Right, Joe, You asked me a question just before we came out. That was a great question. You said, what was the worst news conference, the one he did the first when he was mm-hmm. here or the one he did then?" The answer is that one, and that's <laughs> saying because something. I'm going to tell you something. There was a moment in that, and I got an 82 inch screen, high definition, right? Ooh. And I know nice he's humblebrag. brag. Humble why he was doing it. No, I, I, let me tell you, I'm high tech. And, and, <laughs> I mean, and, he was going to be
0: coming over for fu- football. <laughs> and here's
1: why I can really identify his stuff. So I'm going, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually humming. He got no strings, to hold you. No, <laughs> Pinocchio, and, and I'm going. Let me see if his nose grows at any point during a news cut. And somebody asked him if it was his decision to demote, decide, mm. and bring in and bring in Patricia. And he said, yeah. One and one quarter inch <laughs> his nose grew when he said that. See, on our TVs, we couldn't see that. Yeah, no. We don't have that high no. def. This you got to have is, a high
3: def TV to see this
1: that. This is puppetry to a whole new level here. That man is a complete up it to the uh, the ownership uh, I gotta ask one other thing though, because I'm a little out of the loop on it. Mm-hmm. So it took nine days to hold this news conference. I remember right? there was snow one day, so that's it. Uh, a- snow <laughs> one day. But didn't the owner who has to sign off on all this, after the Eagles had imploded in Tampa,
3: where did he go? He, he went to shop, go pick it. up a yakata. He picked up a yakata.
1: Now look, I am not here to denigrate the crack PR staff <laughs> of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right? But that seems like a bad look after oh, I your agree. team after your team collapses you get on your private jet and fly to St. Martin to purchase a um, multi <laughs> multi billion dollar yacht I'm
3: I'm not I'm not trying to defend Mr. Lurie, but I I would assume that if you're ordering a Yakata then you 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 probably ordered that months ago and and that was the delivery date. but wait
0: it, but he set the, he set the delivery date the day after they're going to get eliminated tells me he no. knew the team <laughs> sucks. so don't do that she
3: don't, said, oh, don't do we're that be done
4: late we're out. We're <laughs> second round we're not going or there or maybe
3: he thought that this team was going to get it together and that they, All right. <laughs> Oh, a bye week maybe? All right, I see you know, what you're going with. Is, you. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. He sp- likes to spin things. No, I'm not spinning it. It's not, both, now I gotta, I'm getting are, it from both sides no, today.
1: the Listen to me, Doug. You're a bigger lapdog now than see, you are when I, right I, I knew it. See, I knew it was coming. It was inevitable. Coming. No, inevitable.
3: I'm just trying to say that maybe the the, the timing of him ordering uh, it was, was just kind of like he had to pick it up on that day. Maybe.
1: It, let me give you an alternative theory. In 30 years as the owner here, no one has ever said no to Jeff Lurie. No one has ever said, Jeff, you might not be right this time. So he does whatever the hell he pleases. He's totally out of the loop of the fan base, which was all we were all suffering when that collapse finally finished and that <sighs> debacle in Tampa. Yeah, and he's out checking yachts. Yeah, that was. Not a good
0: lot. And then they roll out and they say the snow caused a
1: nine-day delay. We, That's what they did. All right, let's take some
0: calls while Angelo's here. Did we yeah. see the
3: yacht, though? Was it a nice yacht?
0: We didn't see
1: the yacht yet. All right, let me look right, and see, see look. if I can find pictures on the All internet. right, he will search that. The whole front end is made with personal <laughs> seat licenses. <laughs>
0: yes. Everyone listening's money was was used on all that yacht. All of it. Let's <laughs> talk to Ken, who's at Cinemix. And hey, Ken.
4: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you
0: today? Hey, Ken. What's up? Well,
4: first of all, um, that just uh, – Jeffrey's little shopping trip just proves that billionaires' priorities are in a place where none of us will ever uh, will ever be able to understand. So, uh, Angelo, I hope you're enjoying your retirement because I want you to stay there. Okay. Um, but, you know, Listen, <laughs> you couldn't have found a more objective critic of Donovan McNabb to come on and talk about Donna McNabb than Angelo. When I think of Him objective
0: takes on Donovan, I, mean, I think exactly of Angelo. Yeah, right about. down the middle. <laughs>
4: I, I, him, we, him, and thir- it, him and 30 other him and 30 other idiots went up to new york to boo the drafting of the the most prolific quarterback in the history of the franchise because they wanted a running back instead well i and believe
0: i believe a- i believe the booing was for not drafting ricky williams am i right about so, that? that is hundred yeah, percent you
1: need semantics. to read my book and you're not informed we went up there at the you're behest right. of our mayor we were just doing what you're- the mayor wanted being good citizens is what I think we, we call that. Being good citizens.
4: <laughs> so so doing anything football-related at the at the behest of Ed Rendell is not a strong argument. Um, <laughs> and, best and, I and, got. And, you know, <laughs> you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to justify why you went up there and booed the guy um, so that you'll, you'll latch on any criticism of you can. The fact is that he's the most prolific quarterback in the history of the franchise. Uh, I actually sat next to Ricky Williams on a, on a flight from Vancouver to Los Angeles a few years ago, and actually that came up in the conversation because I said to him, I'm not sure if you know this, but you're, you're a big star in Philadelphia for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is. And Did he, he have any idea? And, and he, he knew all about it, and his exact words to me were, he was a great player. I don't understand how he's not in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Now. That's a legitimate conversation to have, right, one way or the other. But to spend the rest of your life trying to say, A, we didn't really boo the guy, right, on the biggest day of his life, like he's going to be able to differentiate, well, they're not booing me. And B, trying to watch on to any criticism you can find to justify the fact that you and 30 other stooges went up there to the draft to boo. To boo the drafting it's of, got, of, got of got Don personal. McNabb. But here, we're, okay, but here I, it is. We're still on. talking about I would
1: it. Like to, I would like to, uh, first of all, it was not 30 Stooges. It was 29. I was the 30th stooge. <laughs> That's number one. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah, want to know. clarify that. And furthermore, I did personally face-to-face apologize to McNabb several times. The only reason I retracted <laughs> the apology is he did not seem uh, open-minded, if you will. Mm. I, let me tell you something right now, Ken. That kid worked his ass off to make it to the NFL. He was the second pick in the entire draft. And he walked out and got basically blindsided by a boo he did not deserve. All right? I want to be clear on that. I, I, I said it in a book, and I'll say it now. It was bad the way it worked out. But he, at some point, needed to move on from that instead of carrying around a grudge of being so sensitive he would have been a more successful quarterback if he were less sensitive in a city that takes everything that happens on the Eagles incredibly seriously. Ken, it's it's but a it was fair stupid. debate and phone call. Ken, if all you needed, if you needed me to say it was stupid, I now fully acknowledge to you it was one of the dumbest things. That has ever happened in the fan base of Philadelphia,
0: and yet we're still talking about it. 24, See, 25 you years, years got later. You're to
1: it like a radio guy. And I guess as long as you get attention, it's good. No, I feel horrible. Do you really feel horrible? I did for a while. Now I've got over it.
3: Well, you know what? <laughs> I mean,
1: time heals happens. all yeah, wounds. It happened. I got, it it. I got it over it. All right, listen. Let's grab
0: one more. Chris <laughs> in Northeast Philly. Angela was right all along. It's like the opposite of the Ken call. What's up, Chris?
4: <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Chris. What's what going are you thinking? Hey, Angelo, uh, you, Joe, Angelo, what's up, guys? Um, So, yeah, I guess uh, today kind of proves that – that um, and normally, Angelo, I, I normally – with your sports takes, I tend to get frustrated sometimes. But, you know, I got to give you your props. You know, back in 2016, you sat here on the, in the morning and you screamed mm-hmm. that the Sixers should have taken Buddy Field over Ben Simmons. And I guess today proves that, you know, you were right all along, I guess.
1: Well, I, I got to be honest with you, Chris. Now you're talking about the sport I'm – the best versed in, mm. and that's basketball. NBA guy. And I had done extensive film study of Buddy Heald. I had watched uh, one or two of the NCAA games that year. I remember one time yes. I came in, you were just grinding Oklahoma tape, and I was
0: like, what are you oh doing? Oh, my Ashley? God. Yeah.
1: That's all I do. I grind. I grind. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I had to replace my, uh, my computer because it was overused. Mm. But uh, in the end, no, Buddy Heald, I fell in love with him in the tournament that mm-hmm. year, and, and, uh, and I hated Simmons from day one. Because Simmons just had that aura that I'm better than you. Uh, and and, I'm not fully committed to this job, even when they pay me $100 billion. So I was right about that. I'm thrilled they got him. I just don't know that it's going to matter unless Embiid somehow heals miraculously. It could be Embiid in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what
0: they need. That's all Uh, it's going to be. Chris, give us a guess here for Hugh's Clues. What movie are we talking about today?
4: All right, Hugh, how about uh, based on the clues, I'm going
0: to go at Judge Dredd. Judge oh,
3: that was another good guess. Yeah, you're giving Hugh future Hugh's clues yes, potential. that was a good guess, but not that wasn't <laughs> not
0: right. it. Chris, but we appreciate it. All right, Ansel, we appreciate you uh, hopping
1: in. And again, you were doing a spot today for who? Dr. Leon Rosenberg, who's actually stand right there. If you need, because I noticed during the break, you're a little down yourself mm. there, Joe. Uh, maybe you talk to Dr. Leon. All right, well, he's a nice guy. Uh, he is a great guy, and i got to tell you something. It's 866-DOC-LEON, and we'll be doing some spots for him that you'll be hearing in the weeks and months ahead. Great stuff. And thank you, guys. Great to be back at the old homestead. Appreciate you having us. You'll, you, you'll, you'll be jumping back. In. Yeah. I'm not Douglas. This is <laughs> He's it. He's calling it again. Douglas, you'll be back. This is it, Douglas. Oh, yeah. Uh, you'll we'll, be we'll back. We'll see you soon, we'll Angelo. will see my face again. That's a lie. That's a lie.
3: <laughs> Wait till football season Yeah, he'll be start. back.
0: All right, Angelo. Have a great one. Enjoy rooting for the Chiefs and Taylor Swift on All right. Sunday. All right. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls, use clues. More on the Sixers trade deadline day. And, of course, some Eagles as well. That's next midday show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2. And this time you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes a shot at redemption before Super Bowl fifty eight. Whether you're a team make or team miss, just head to Fandle Sportsbook to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you're right. New to Fandle? Just visit fanduelcom G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP.